Hello and welcome to episode number nine of Feedback on Unwind Media. I'm Rob Bittrell and almost every month I sit down with talented Ottawa musicians Damien and BL. Those guys have played some music for you and you'll be able to hear that sprinkled through the episode. So it's been a couple months since we last sat down to do one of these things and uh, I'm not saying this is a bad thing but you guys got some explaining to do. You guys have a couple <laughs> stories uh, that you might be able to tell about the last couple of months. Sure, I don't know what you mean. I, I think we should probably, I want to not go chronologically, but I think we probably should for, for continuity go chronologically. So you guys were in the studio in February. That's right. Yep. Tracking. <laughs> yeah. Early February. We spent uh, basically a weekend in the, in the studio gallery studios, Dean Watson, fantastic producer. Uh, and um, it was a really, really great, experience mm -hmm. i i mean i'd heard stories about how important producers are in the band's history and the band's sound but haven't experienced it uh with dean uh watson it's a completely different story the way he has to work with the talent to encourage the best takes the best takes in terms of the interpretation of the song he may suggest different things we add our own spin to it he has to allow us the room to breathe at the same time he's delivering a quality product that he's overseeing because at the end of the day it's his stamp on it too sure. um so it's kind of meeting in the middle sort of thing and we kind of combine forces so it's kind of cool like like voltron <laughs> <laughs> the main thing for me was that I like we we had done very minimal recording up until that point, and uh, Dean made us feel very very comfortable right away. It was just like we were hanging out and you know doing some songs. He was really open to everything. He was really encouraging. Uh, you know, he was really funny and just he he made you feel really welcome. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so that was like that was the main thing. Like when it was getting a little bit like discouraging sometimes, I'm like D Dean was always like a constant positive force throughout the whole yeah. throughout the whole uh, experience. So. And it's like these little taglines that he's collected through the years. I'd love to have a little book full of them. Like before he would hit record, he'd be like, "Okay, guys, let's uh, get a Grammy," or "Oh, here we go, have fun," or "Make me famous." Yeah, make me famous, and then you would have a smile on your face right before yeah. the red light goes on. It's just this smile on your face this warmth mm -hmm. you know so and uh if i don't mean to speak for him but i think he was somewhat impressed with with how fast we got through everything yeah because over the course of the weekend essentially we we did four songs um we got we laid the bed tracks which is basically like the drums and like the rhythm guitar parts the basic parts to the songs uh we laid them all within I think three or sorry, within one, one day, mm -hmm. one sitting, yeah, one sitting. And, and in that same day, we, uh, because we took a different approach to one of our songs, which is a lighter sort of indie pop song. We did it acoustically and it was all in one take all in one room. And, um, so we did that in its entirety. So we got a lot done in a very short space of time. Um, so we, preparation is key for all those musicians out there who, who, um, who are going into the studio for the first time, I would say, know your songs, make sure that everybody in your band is on the same page, uh, with the songs so that you don't burn money when you go in trying to figure, trying to learn the songs and figure it out as you go. Uh, we knew our songs, we had been playing some of them for years and years. So, right. so we knew what to expect. And, um, so it was a really streamlined 
process when we went in there. And, and I think that contributed to making it so fun, so enjoyable as well. Right. Did yeah. I hear you guys correctly and that you actually over budgeted, like you overshot, you saved for like five years or something and it actually ended up costing less than you're expecting. It costs, it costed uh, less than half of what we budgeted. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was for a variety of reasons. That was for too. a variety right. of reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's good. We still, we, so we still have some budget left over for the, the sort of the post things. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like he, um, he sent his invoice for, you know, renting the space or, or, you know, his mixing and stuff like that. But we still have to, we still actually have to get someone who he's going to recommend to us to master, um, oh, okay. Okay. the, the, album and then we have to talk about like uh, packaging it and uh distribution distribution and like marketing and stuff so it's probably it, it worked out for the best that we have right a little extra cash to throw around for okay. that stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but it was it's always a really pleasant surprise when something that you feel is very very valuable costs less than half of what you budgeted for. yeah yeah it's awesome yeah so, cause we've heard his stuff and perhaps some of the listeners have heard his stuff as well. Um, and, uh, I'm always just like blown away. I think he, like, he's really, really great at what he does. So I'm really excited. Even just when he would play it back to us, like right after a take, just so that we can get an idea and kind of like, we would go into his little like sound, uh, layer yeah. and, <laughs> and we would just like sit there and listen back to what he played without having touched it it was already like impressive because he has um, such great equipment and he yeah, knows yeah. exactly what to do. And some of the songs didn't even sound like our own songs. Like <laughs> it was just like, wow, is this us for real? So it was a, it was a good feeling mm -hmm, for sure. Very yeah. re rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not used to hearing like a high quality version of your song where, cause when you're playing it live, you can get it mixed just right. Maybe like you're playing a state, a show on stage. Right but you're not going to hear it perfectly. Everything right. is going to be slightly off or someone might sing too loud or play too loud yeah. or just like there's something wrong. But if you need a chance to kind of stick things together and, and listen to it afterwards when everything's kind of been leveled properly, it really just, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And performing and listening are two different things. I think we're more used to the, performance experience which is just one moment after a moment after a moment mm. and then all of a sudden the song is done and you don't even know where it went sort of thing and uh for it to be played back right away about you know and you get to hear every nuance right right away yeah it's kind of cool i'll tell you one thing one major thing that you guys both know about me is i hate the sound of my own voice when I'm singing <laughs> But when I was there, I don't know if it was because I had to listen to myself so much, so often throughout mm. the weekend, but I was actually okay. I don't know if it's, if it was just, you know, because I had to listen so much to myself or if it was because his equipment was so great or, you know, cause, cause I had multiple chances. I would listen to something. I'd be like, I didn't like that. Okay. When I go back in, I'm going to change that. I'm going to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And so through that, through being able to sort of go through and do some, a little bit of trial and error, um, with the vocals, um, I was kind of happy almost with, with my vocals, which is something that is <laughs> next to unheard of. <laughs> I never liked the sound of my own voice, but, um, anyway, yeah. So, so that was really great too. Kind of a, kind of a breakthrough that way. Cool. It was just very good to have immediate, immediate, yeah. uh, feedback, immediate, um, 
opportunity to assess what you just did. Right. Right. Um, and then so, for yourself, you can't ask, hey, Damien, how's the guitar part? No, no. I'm listening to my own guitar part. I yeah. can hear every little nuance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another thing is, I mean, if you haven't done this already, people out there, artists and stuff, singers, guitar players, record yourself. Playback. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah that take that you just did you know it's very very helpful Mm -hmm. it's also nice like you mentioned his lair but he's got we were talking we were talking in the studio in his lair that there must be like he was saying oh yeah i spent a million dollars on this stuff but it's like it very easily could could be a million dollars though right like it could be yeah he's just like oh pipe it through this set of speakers and these are just like giant tower speakers he's like oh but i'm gonna mix in a bit into this speaker set as well another huge set of speakers yeah it's like gives it a bit different sound and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, the main thing about him is that he just you can tell he loves what he does. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so when when someone loves what they do, it's just it's just a joy to be around them and to work with them. Yeah. yeah. It didn't even feel like work. It didn't. I mean, we were stressed out in little bits, sure. but it yeah, was yeah. never stressful overall, you yeah. know? And yeah. I think I think it was a good team building exercise for us because we were all very supportive of one another as well. Um, you know, I know like when when Christina was was doing violins. Dean had her set up in, in this sort of large, the big room that he has there with hardwood floors and like stone walls and everything. Set up a few mics around the room to try and get like a really authentic, like, sort of um, like a blended violin sort of, yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Brian and I were, we were just kind of sitting on the couch in that room while she was doing her takes. And uh, we were able to kind of cheer her on. And the same with me, like when I was in the booth and I was and I was singing, you know, if I didn't like something or something like that. And they would give me feedback from what they would hear sitting on the couch um, with Dean. They would say, oh, maybe try this or we really like that. That was really good. Or like um, so it was it was also sort of team building for our band. We were very supportive of one another, which I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. expect anything yeah, yeah. less from from us. But. Um, it was good. So everybody involved, it was just like a really positive feeling and, and, but also a very productive, productive, uh, weekend as well. So we still have some, we still have to sit down with him to do some mixing. Mm-hmm. We've had some scheduling conflicts, which we'll get into, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we still have to do like some mixes and we'll tell him, you know, what we want from certain parts of certain songs and, and that sort of thing. And then we can send it to mastering and then we can talk about, um, getting some CDs or some whatever, get maybe getting it on iTunes yeah. Yeah. or Google play or something like that. That'd be really cool as well. That's my personal goal is to get it on digital distribution, whether it's like, whether it's iTunes, obviously that's kind of the first thing everyone thinks of, but Google play, Spotify, all these, yeah, all these places where people, you can just get your music heard. Yeah. 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 That'd be really cool. So yeah, it's exciting stuff coming up, but it's a, it's definitely a process. We've been promising, NEP for such a long time. And now we, we recorded one and now it's like, okay, it doesn't come out right away. Like sure. we still yeah. have months before it, it, it'll come out. Mm. Um, which is very, very interesting yeah. in itself. I mean, we, you waited five years, six years for this. You might as well wait the extra month for us to perfect it. Right. Right. And, uh, we wanted it to be perfect and we wanted everyone to be present for every step. Yeah. But, uh, what we're going to cover next, will explain why we couldn't do it right away. Yeah. So b- before we get to oh, that, before we get to that, um, sorry, just this one, really one, building this up. This is like, okay. Whatever. No, it's fine. No, no, I'm not trying to build it up. I just want to say, I so the last estimate that I had thought in my head was 
june looking to kind of have an ep release is that still on track for june tentatively we're trying to we're trying to lock down a venue but yeah june yeah. would be good even may might be well actually maybe june is safer but yeah we're trying to lock down a venue um we have this particular venue in mind that we really like so we're just trying to see if we can find an available date that we can do it and you know taking long weekends and that sort of thing into account that's sure. yeah that's sort of because we got a, a couple coming up um so um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully like in June or something that would be, and, but we have various other things going on between sure. now and then, like, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really hope that it's June at the absolute latest because I just want it out there. I just want people to like listen to it and to have it and to enjoy it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
so, Damien, you have taken yes. you've taken a couple of trips over the last few months. Yes, uh, I have for for a particular reason. Do you want to go into a bit of detail about what happened? What you <laughs> what you've been up to? The incident. <laughs> uh, well, in sometime last year, actually, it started uh, maybe in October of last year. Uh, Becca, my fiance and I, we were kind of like a modern day couple before we were going to sleep. We were both on our cell phones and we were just like silently, like looking through Facebook and Reddit and that kind of thing. And then she kind of nudges me and she shows me on her screen. There was someone that she used to dance with when she was younger that does Disney cruises. And they go around the world and they do Disney cruises and they dance on the cruises. And they had posted on their Facebook timeline a link to an open casting call. So Disney Broadway, like actual legitimate Disney and actual legitimate Broadway, was doing an open casting call in various cities in the U.S. and one city in Canada for to sort of look for talent for some of their shows, the productions that are currently going on. Right. Two in particular, um, Aladdin and The Lion King. So the one Canadian city was Toronto. And so Becca was just like, you, well, you have to do this. Like <laughs> Toronto is not that far away. Like, and it's an open casting call. Anybody can come and audition. Right. So you have to do it. So I said, absolutely. I, and I was getting excited even then, like to have a chance to be on Broadway. I've done some, and you guys know, like I've done some, uh, live theater in the past few years and I really, really enjoy it. And so I thought I'd try my hand at that. So it corresponded with a weekend where Brian and I and a couple of other friends were going to go down to go see Muse, who were playing in Toronto that that night, the night of the audition. Yeah. So we could go down <laughs> and I was going to audition on the Saturday and then we would go to Muse. And that's exactly what happened. So I auditioned and there was over 300 people there that were auditioning for Aladdin and um, and for The Lion King. And that was just the singers. Like, so like the next day was the dancers. They were looking for singers and dancers separately. So I went for the singers pool and, um, they seemed to like me enough. And on the, the next day when I was supposed to be coming back to Ottawa, we were going for brunch with some friends and I got an email that they were sending me a call back. Um, so that means that they were interested enough in me to see me again. So I had to like finagle some sort of way that I could stay in Toronto an extra night. Cause Brian and I already checked out of the Airbnb that we were <laughs> staying at. And so I gave Brian my car to drive back up to Ottawa so that, you know, I didn't inconvenience the other sure. people that, that like came down with us and I stayed and I did the callback. And at that callback, there was maybe, I would say maybe like 15 people. And of those 15 people, there was only one other person that was, uh, being auditioned for the role that they were tr- interested in me for, which was the genie. Right. And that's like the one, the other big role. Yeah. Instead. Aladdin and Aladdin, genie. Jasmine, the genie, yeah. like they're the yeah. big roles. Right. So I was really thrilled. There was a moment, Brian can attest to this cause it happened while we, I was driving. There was a moment that I was concerned <laughs> that I would like, that I would like crash because I couldn't breathe and my heart was beating really fast. And so I went, I auditioned, they made me do some singing, some lines and some dancing and the dancing didn't go as well as the other parts, but whatever, I felt good. They gave me a call back. I felt really positive about that. 
two weeks ago and i and and they so never this was what, what time was this this was january this was still in january yeah. yeah and so they never said anything of any deadlines of when they the show whatever production that they're kind of cast for they never said like when that was happening they gave you no timeline it was just like okay thanks damien take care yeah and i was like okay and i i felt really really good about that but a lot of people around me wanted to be like well when are they gonna get back to you when and i was like they'll only get back to me if they want me like if they don't want me i'll never hear from them again right and two weeks ago i was at work and i and mind you we had gone to new york as a group of friends in mid-february yeah so mid-february rolled around we went to new york fun weekend came back and literally a month later, this is what we call foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally a month later, I'm sitting at work. It's near the end of the day. It's on a Thursday uh, at maybe around four, three thirty, or four o'clock. I get a call from New York and I'm just like, who's calling me from New York? I don't understand. It wasn't like a one eight six six number or something like that. It was a mm-hmm. legit number. Yeah. So I pick up and the person says that they were from the casting agency that was doing the auditions in Toronto. And they said that they wanted to confirm my audition in New York the next day at four forty five PM. And I said, What audition? <laughs> and they said, Didn't you get our email two days ago? And I said, No, I didn't. So I checked my email, there was nothing there. They they had actually written a typo in the email so it never got to me right so they resent the email to the 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 message to the proper email address and so yeah i had an audition for genie <laughs> in new york the next day like just over 24 hours from that point yeah so then my workplace went crazy they're all really really supportive um so they went crazy my boss actually used some of her aeroplan points to buy me a one-way <laughs> ticket to new york because I didn't know when I was supposed to be coming back because it was possible that they were going to need me for Monday and Tuesday as well. Right. So I got there. Um, <laughs> they sent me material that I had to review. So I like left work and I went home and I like booked a hotel. You know, we booked a flight. I had to review all this material. I had to do all these logistics, call people and let them know what was going on because a lot of people knew that I was doing this. And uh Yeah. Went to bed at like 1130, woke up at 130 because I couldn't sleep and <laughs> stayed awake until four o'clock when Becca woke up to take me to the airport. And then I went to the airport, checked into and, and flew to New York, checked into the hotel. And then I did my audition. And it was a really fun thing. But it was all this buildup for like maybe I would say like seven minutes. Right. <laughs> like I was in there. They, they were interested in me for two different parts. And um, the genie and one of Aladdin's friends in the show. And so I prepared material for both those parts. And I read with someone and I sang. And they seemed really pleased with me. Um, uh, they had smiles on their faces and they clapped and they laughed and that kind of thing. So it made me feel really good. And then same as the first audition, they were just like, okay, Damien, thanks. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And I just walked out, <laughs> walked out, and uh, I stuck around in New York by myself for the weekend, just in case they were going to call me and say, yeah. "Can you come in on Monday?" But on Monday morning, I ended up calling them and being like, "Listen, I'm going to book a flight out of here if you don't need me for you know the rest of the time." Yeah, and yeah. so they said, "Unfortunately, this time for me, I wasn't going to go any further than that." But it was really good that I came and I auditioned for the New York casting directors as as opposed to just the local casting directors that were going around. Right? Sure. So, um, so yes. Yeah. So and then I came home 
And it was a, a really cool experience and it felt really good. Like this was like Broadway yeah. and uh, they wanted me. And it was the first time I've ever like auditioned for someone. And I don't have an agent. Like I just went. Right. And so I just feel really blessed and like really, really, really great that that happened. Um, and whatever happens in the future, I feel really, really good about it um, because I did it. And yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. In yeah. The who knows what, like this came out of nowhere a couple of months later, who knows what could happen Yeah. now they've heard you and they yeah, liked you I, at least. Yeah. They have me in their system. Like they know me, they've seen me. So if there's something that comes up that they have me in mind for, then, then, uh, then they'll let me know. I do have a feeling and I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but I do have a feeling that this isn't the end. Like I do have a feeling right. that somehow somewhere they'll contact me again for something. I hope because the, the whole thing was that they wanted someone to start that fall. Like th- they were auditioning Friday for someone to start on Monday, like yeah, rehearsing. Yeah. Like I think someone must've dropped out and they needed someone last minute. And that's another reason why I felt really like really fortunate because they needed someone last minute who could fill in Mm -hmm. and they thought of me. And when I went there, there was only like three other people that were auditioning for genie out of all the people who, I don't know. Anyway. So you also mentioned that not only like you, when you went to the Toronto audition, you were under the impression, like that was what you said was that it wasn't necessarily for New York. It was for the touring. Yeah. Like you wouldn't necessarily be on Broadway in this audition. And then they call you from New York saying, Hey, can you come 24 hours from now? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was legit like Broadway <laughs> in New York and they do have other productions that they're casting for too. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of options. There's a lot of opportunity for it, but, um, all in all, it was just a really awesome, awesome experience. So, and you got to spend the weekend in New York, in New York, just hanging out, and and I've been to New York a lot, and and I there were some things that I, some areas that I hadn't been to, so I was able to do that, and yeah, but it was a little lonely. I missed all my friends and stuff, and Becca, of course, uh, but it was it was a pretty cool weekend, and the reason I was there was yeah. pretty cool too. I felt <laughs> I felt pretty cool. One so. of the best reasons to possibly ever have yes. to go to New York, especially yes. like just a one way ticket to New York. That's that should that, be on a bucket list. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like not knowing when you're coming back. Yeah. Um, and so because of all this, uh, we were supposed to mix with Dean, uh, mm. the producer. And, and so we were supposed to do that that night when I when I received the call. And then I had to very last minute um, tell the band and Dean that I was not going to be able to make it because I had to prep for this audition. Yeah. And uh, everybody thought it was a good enough excuse. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention that two days after that, we were supposed to record this episode and that got pushed to now that got pushed to now because of this. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm completely selfish (laughs) and inconsiderate. And I apologize for making the listeners wait so long to hear another feedback. We're just so Um, glad we got this story out of it. So I think it's a fair trade. (laughs) So yeah, that was that. That's that's yeah. It's such a fantastic story. I'm so excited to see what happens next. Just Mm. every, every every step of the way, it's sort of been like, Oh, maybe something will happen, but I don't know. And then something happens and it's like crazy. Yeah. (laughs) so we do have a couple more things i don't want i don't necessarily want to go too long tonight because you know it's it's been a little crazy and uh i want to see my wife (laughs) (laughs) but there's a couple things that we did want to talk about uh with regards to music and apple and uh a couple of new things that they've done in the last 
six months or so. So the first one being Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we signed up. We're now an Apple family. We're a family. That's right. And so I wanted to go into a little bit of, of how that's gone for you guys. It's been almost a month, I guess, maybe a little over a month since we got it. And then there's also the app that Apple released uh, called Music Memos. And Biel, you had some interesting thoughts. I don't know if you've actually tried it yourself because mm, you don't have no, an, not yet. an iPod or an iPhone. But uh, we can talk a little bit about what it does and then... Uh, you're you're kind of concerned that it might be cheating to like add backing well, track. You at I least want to discuss to it. Introduce the idea, but anyway, we can yeah. start with Apple Music. Sure. So first of all, I've I've had it since the day it was released, so June thirtieth, and I really I, like I was on the three month free trial, and then the day I think the day after the trial ended, I was sitting there like, oh, I don't have it anymore, and so I subscribed. Since I guess mid February, you guys jumped on as well. What's what are your thoughts so far? I think it's a really cool way to be able to support the artists through um, a monetary subscription. And mm-hmm. it's fairly minimal if you do it in a family plan. So that's positive. Um, I'm able to access a whole bunch of stuff of high quality that you may not be able to access through, say, YouTube or another service like that where it's free streaming. Um, and it seems to be able to tailor your needs and wants and stuff and recommend things for you. So I think that element is very cool. And I know there's a whole team behind the logarithm and like formula to find out what artists relate to other artists so that they can recommend things to you. So I think that's element of kind of a paid service like that, not just the, for the music, but for the brains behind the, um, recommendations is pretty cool. The playlists, a lot of the playlists are, there's some that are generated kind of like the top songs of whatever genre, but there, there are a lot of curated playlists That's by right. people that have put a bunch of songs together under a certain theme or by a certain artist. Yeah. It's, I, I love those playlists actually. Mm-hmm. Every time, every time you refresh after having listened to something, it'll suggest three new playlists and six new just individual albums so you yeah. can listen any it's way you want very mm-hmm. much a participatory process where you click like mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. download and whenever you do an action that behavior is tracked then affecting the future yeah. things so i think that element is pretty cool yeah how about you damien i i really really like it i i found it's made uh accessing music really really easy and um with icloud i can i can um listen to it on my phone i can listen to it on my ipod my work computer my laptop and um so yeah it's just music is now just easily accessible i i was in a previously i was in a phase where i'd gone from a phase of downloading music to appreciating the process of making music enough to if i if i wanted something i would buy it Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's just so affordable, even by yourself, because like when I was by myself for a little bit, it's $10 a month and the amount of music that I was getting was crazy (laughs) on a monthly basis. It was way over $10 worth. And, um, so I like that it's like a legitimate, affordable way of accessing music. And yeah, they have playlists that are curated, um, you know, based, based on what, you know, what's trending right now now what people what people like what they think that you would like and also like what activity you're doing at the time like there's playlists for like barbecuing yeah hanging out with 
friends, cleaning the house, cleaning the house. running, right, Rob? Yeah, running. They, there's playlists for getting <laughs> oh, it on. They have yeah. playlists oh, yeah. for getting it on. It's yep. just Marvin Gaye on repeat. It's just Marvin Gaye and <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Charlie Booth, yeah. Yeah. and Megan Trainer on repeat. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I no, I think it's a really great, great service, and I think it's ingenious of Apple to. Uh, to sort of help out with the declining sales of the music industry in the last yeah, yeah. few years. Yeah, and I feel like it's not this giant vortex where you just like take, 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 take. You have to give a little bit in this one too and be more yeah. mindful about, oh, well, I'm going to down, download, like legally download mm, and obtain yeah. this album. I'm going to listen to this album and experience it as an album or as a playlist of sorts rather mm. than just streaming these autoplay clips from YouTube, which I was doing before, which yeah, yeah. Doesn't, ha- doesn't have that same sort of level of um connection right they actually i think it was the end of last week they announced a slight change like an addition to apple music where they now have licensed uh remix tracks and some of the kind of i don't know if you call them remix like more mashup things like anything that licenses music but isn't necessarily the official releases they've added a bunch more because there's a whole bunch of stuff like stuff that normally lives on soundcloud where people take things and mix them all together yeah Yeah, so they've added a bunch of that in but it, th- that kind of thing also raises a question of specifically the the other example that came out at the end of last week. So Jay-Z uh, has Tidal, his music service, and it's 20 bucks a month. And it's got, you know, it's got the Rihanna exclusive album. It's got uh, Beyonce's song Formation uh, exclusive to it. Life it's of got Pablo. The Life of Pablo, which is has been famously edited and tweaked and. They're, they're describing it as album as a service because it kind of it keeps getting changed and he he tweeted out I'm a fixed wolves and then he fixed it he put up a new version there's like been different cover art um, but Jay Z so Jay Z is the the founder of Title he's like got the owner's stake and he removed the three Blueprint albums from all other streaming services so oh the Blueprint is now exclusive to Title and uh, I'm just curious what you guys think of that because it kind of is when you when you're streaming music it's just like Oh, I mean, I I personally have the three those three albums in my my music library. Like, yeah. I have the actual files. But if I wanted to go and stream them on Apple Music, I wouldn't be able to. Right. I think that's. Pardon me, Hova, <laughs> but that is that is really selfish. I think. I think music should be shared. Like, it shouldn't be like. Like $20 a month is crazy. It's a lot. Like they're not, I don't think Tidal is doing anything for $20 a month that, that is that much above what Apple music or Google music. Right. Or any like Spotify or Spotify. Like, like why is it that much? And I don't know. It's, that's so crazy. And also you can just go and get stuff. (laughs) Like he's kind of inflaming this whole problem. That's like, people aren't going to want to pay that much and, and, and switch music like streaming services or, or add another one just to be able to listen to, uh, anti or life of Pablo or, or formation. Like, like they're not going to want to do that. So they're probably going to go to, uh, like a torrent downloading site and get it illegally, which is what we're trying not to do. Right. Like famously, that was, uh, one of the, it was, pirated like 500,000 times life of Pablo and life came of out. Pablo was yeah it was like yeah the most torrented one of the year so far so yeah like he's gonna he's gonna make people do that they're gonna be like well forget you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that switch I'm not gonna pay that amount of money and I just think like on a very very like basic fundamental level 
that music should be shared and it shouldn't be only for people who are subscribing to a certain service or yeah. who can pay a certain amount per month. Like music is an art form that should be shared, just like visual art should be shared, spoken word, like acting, like you want you want it to be available for the masses. So why would you like cut off and like alienate a certain group of people um so that yeah. only certain people can enjoy it? I really think Apart from it being, in my opinion, a bad business move, I think it's also just like, just like a bad human move. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, I get it. So, um, yeah, t- but Title has been going through their own. They have yeah. issues, right? Like lots of issues. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it. There was we'll that thing last Saturday night, or maybe two Saturdays ago, where it went down for like five minutes, and they had to have Ariana <laughs> and Grande they had to, fill yeah, in. Ariana Grande had to fill in <laughs> and do all these impressions. Ridiculous, but she's amazing in impressions. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Speaking of SNL, when while we were in New York, mm-hmm. uh, Kanye did a, did uh, an episode of SNL. He yep. hosted, and did he host? No, he was just the musical guest. He was just the musical guest. I forget who hosted that. But uh, they had this sketch about formation, about white people freaking out because <laughs> Beyonce made music that wasn't for them. Yeah. I love that so song. I, Formation's I a go on song, YouTube yeah. and I listen to it like at least several times a week. I, it's such a good song. It's grown on me. The first yeah. time I was like, this is a little weird. but it, it, it was weird the first time, but yeah, it's definitely grown on me too. And Beyonce wants everyone to know that she has hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> yes. Okay. She's ready for any sort of food anytime. Oh man. So good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's uh yeah. It's such a good song. Beyonce is just a whole nother level of performer. I, when you saw people. So if we could kind of briefly, very briefly talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, like people were kind of ripping on 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 Chris Martin and Coldplay for you know not being up to standards when you <laughs> but I mean like every I think if people know Coldplay enough um, they know that like Coldplay puts on a hell of a performance and I don't know what what decisions were made for that like halftime show but that's not usually what Coldplay. But what you see when you see Coldplay, right. I haven't been lucky enough to see them live yet, but I've seen clips of them live and it's just such an energetic, such a, like a positive, uh, feeling. And there's a light show and there's all these animations and all the colors and stuff like that. And it's really great. And, but we, it's just a, a matter of different performing right? yeah, yeah, styles yeah. like Beyonce and Bruno Mars have different performing styles than Coldplay does. Sure. Um, but, um, I thought that it was all very, very good. Sweet. Yeah. When I was a child, I heard voices. Some would sing and some would scream You soon find you have few choices I learned the voices died with me When I was a child I sit for hours Staring into open flames Something in it had a power 
could barely tear my eyes away. All you have is your fire And the place you need to reach Don't you ever tame your demons But always keep them on a leash So, music memos now. Yes. Uh, BL, I think you had you wanted to kind of think this through, or you already kind of did think this through. What 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 have you come to? So maybe just a brief introduction. Yeah, I sure. think the idea of the music memo is uh, an application designed to capture very preliminary ideas, be it chord progressions or a melody. Yeah. But what this application then can do is using its 
you know, uh, magic, right? If you sing into it a certain melody, it then fills it out with either a bass line, drum line, or like a chord progression to fill yeah, it out, yeah. the rest of it. And you can choose whether it's a rock tune or it might pick up that it's a ballad because it's slower or even three, four time. And then it sort of composes the song for you is yeah, my understanding. Yeah. Um, and yes, that's... Yeah, not only does it kind of... it plays along in key and along mm-hmm. with the song but it marks in the song what chords you're playing or what notes you're playing yeah which i thought like it's fascinating technology because it they always say you know if if technology is sufficiently advanced it's just indistinguishable from magic and i really get that feeling like you just play into it and it just mm. it just tells you what you're playing like i wouldn't actually know what i'm playing aside from like chords like on the guitar i know like g c a e minor like and maybe f if i really stretch out my hand enough but like i it's a it's fascinating to me mm-hmm. have you used it all damien or i haven't it? used it i've been writing a lot of songs recently but mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't been using it to uh to do so but i think so i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know what bl's stance on it is but i don't think it's necessarily cheating because like you're just kind of like fleshing out your song in more preliminary stages, I guess, like sooner than you would normally, I guess. Right. Like, so you're, it gives you the tools to kind of, you're hearing for me, like I, for me, when I'm writing a song, like I hear different parts of my head and like, it's just like, okay, but it's like really, really frustrating to, to tell BL, like, this is what I'm hearing in my head. Can you play it? Like sometimes it does, it doesn't translate. Right. But if you can like go through and be like, okay, you know, I want to hear some horns here. Let's see what mm, they have. Yeah. And, you know, let's put it like that. And then you can bring it to your bandmate or you can bring it to your fellow writer and say, okay, this is just kind of, it's, I, I still would see it as like a demo product, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not something that you would put on an album right away. And then sure. like, boom, 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 you have like an album ready song and put it on um, and try and sell it. Right. Um, but I think it's a, it can be a really useful tool for, for songwriting for me in in my particular case it's it's kind of frustrating when i just i just play it on the the guitar and or i play it on the piano and i'm hearing so much more but i can't even like explain what i'm hearing mm-hmm. this might give me the 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 tools or the ease to sort of um jot it down sure as it were but uh yeah what do you think do you think I would like to experiment with the product first before I make any (laughs) judgment. My first reaction was to simply say that uh, it kind of challenges the notion of being creative with music because then if you have these tools then it allows other more and more people to participate in the in the musical conversation which I think is a plus but if Mm. there was an over-reliance on that to produce particular things i don't know what it's capable of i i uh, i'm afraid that it might be too limiting in some ways but i've haven't worked with it but again it's if it's used to capture quick ideas awesome um to present ideas awesome yeah um but uh it's just almost a little bit scary because like Mm -hmm. you figure as an artist you put so much time and and value into learning songs into learning notes and to feel things and all of a sudden this machine can then not duplicate your experiences but duplicate that mechanism by yeah, which it yeah. produces things um, yeah. it's sort of kind of frightening in some ways but I, i'm excited for what it can bring yeah and what can what it can do you i mean it's at the point now you you can use a laptop and you can get i mean garage band at the very base level but right. you can get 
editing software and you can you can take a laptop anywhere and, yeah. and record anywhere but with an iphone or with an ipod touch in damien's case like you just got you picked up an ipod touch for 50 bucks and slapped a new screen on like it was busted slapped a new screen on it and it's good to go that can be a mobile recording studio you can jot things down so to speak with music uh, memos and then you can go into GarageBand on the phone on the ipod and add a drum track you can add guitar tracks you can add violin tracks you can add other audio tracks to it and you can just you could fully produce an album in theory if you had put enough work and had enough patience to learn it all you could yeah. do that all on a phone and yeah I, that part That's is cool it's the, for me it's the automation of yeah, the process yeah. which frightens me right Whereas if you wrote all the parts, fine, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and but it's just that. Oh yeah, here's do 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 do, and then now all of a sudden you have a song, and then now yeah, it's like yeah. you're a superstar. Like wow, like really that simple? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not that simple. Well, no, I'm yeah. simplifying. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean though. It's yeah. making music is is a is an art, and art is conducive to like struggle or. I or, feel like it's like what we effort. yeah exactly, and I think. To combine something that's really catchy but has some depth or meaning or or a real related to a real experience, I think when we hear that about our own music, we're we're very proud, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So I'm trying to get back to that, but I mean, obviously, I, I want to try it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, I definitely want to try it. See how it I uh, yeah, I've had it on my devices. I have not like honestly this the last two months since the last time we did an episode, it's just been crazy crazy time yeah i i want to get out the guitar because like the first day i ever did it i i kind of put on some music and like just played like i recorded an already finished song and i tried to see what it was like and you can't really get a feel for it that way i need to just get out the guitar and actually see how well it keeps up with me but it's way better i i I have to assume this is a reaction like taylor swift is is doing things to the music industry she wrote that open letter that caused apple to pay artists during the free trial and she put out on her latest album on 1989, she put out a couple of memos where she had just like it's voice memos on the on the iPhone. Yes. Just blank recordings yeah. of kind of the the discovery process and how she would bring a song to the other producers. And then like six months later, Apple comes out with a tool where you can specifically do that and then go so much further too. right. It, it really seems informed by the fact that, you know, I mean, she's not the only one that's doing it, but where artists even very big successful artists are using their phone's microphone to record songs that end up being you know multi-million dollar like the best-selling yeah. album of the year yeah yeah that's no that's that's very very are you saying taylor swift is driving the music industry right now is that no what i'm is not that what you're trying to say oh, okay okay i think it might be i mean she might be with adele i don't know if they're driving together it's a tandem bicycle or if they, <laughs> they might be tandem yeah <laughs> taylor adele and beyonce on like yes. a like a big bike, like the Heart and Stroke <laughs> Foundation big bike. I don't think I don't think there are any men pushing the boundaries in the same way. As, I also as those don't women. think so. I think women are killing it in the music industry mm. right now. For Actually, sure. Yeah, we should. I I, I want to kind of end on the note of we, we were thinking. At least I was thinking, and I brought it to you guys. The idea of putting together a playlist of some of the songs or, or albums that we had wanted to kind of we've been listening to or we wanted to share. Uh, because Apple Music is so good for that, there's a tool that they built to share playlists. And uh, Damien, you introduced me. We have a little Facebook Messenger conversation where we mm-hmm. just throw tracks or albums in that we think are interesting. You introduced me to the uh, the fact that Macklemore and Ryan Lewis released another album. Yeah. And I've listened to that thing on repeat since you did that. Like, I, honestly, once every two days for the last 
whatever two or three weeks since it was released. It's such it's such a cool album. Yeah, it's that's it's a really it's called this unruly mess I've made, mm-hmm. and it's got a nice mix of superficial fun rap songs like you would expect from like from Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, like thrift shop type of songs. Right. Um, and then it has really, really like songs with a lot of so depth. meaningful, oh my so gosh. meaningful. And just like the, you know, reflecting in at yourself and like looking at yourself and like, what, what are you doing and what does that mean? And then he even holds a mirror up to the music industry mm, in yeah. general. Like the first song is called purple, bright light, bright Pur- lights, purple or something. lights, purple lights. Um, but uh, he and and in Dark, that light tunnels, light tunnels. I think that's what it is. In mm. that he he kind of describes what it was like for him when he was at the Grammys and when he won a Grammy yeah. when they won a Grammy and and he in that moment it was just like just saying all the thoughts that he had and like how you know the music industry is uh, is a business and sometimes we forget about that mm. and how uh, our greatest insecurities are dressed up on like nights, like the Grammys, yeah, you, yeah. you know, like everybody's insecure, but they look good and they wear really nice clothes and, um, it, it, yeah. And then he, the, the last song on the album, which I think it is appropriate to have it as the last song in the album yeah, absolutely. is an almost nine minute song yeah. about race in America. Yeah. And then just about him being white, him being a white rapper mm-hmm. and, and, um, kind of his observations and his struggles because he doesn't think that injustice should be in the world at all. But like, who is he to try and yeah, exactly. you know, he feels like he's part of the problem sometimes because mm-hmm. he's a white man. Um, and, uh, anyway, it, he addresses he addresses it very well from a lot of different angles. He has audio clips in there yeah. of, of people either on on the news or just sound bites. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. really cool album. Really, really cool album. Lots yeah. of great guest stars. Some just weird songs. Idris Elba. Yeah, dance off that that song is so weird. But <laughs> it's such a weird song. It's so funny. Brad to Pitt's to. cousin. That's yeah. also a weird. Song. Doesn't even is he actually Brad Pitt's cousin? I don't, I don't understand. Think so no, I don't know what it's, it means. It's crazy, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. These are the kind of experiences that that I love to have with music. It's the kind of thing where back 20 or 30 years ago, even as recently as as only a few years ago, you'd have to go to either a concert or to a a coffee shop or something where they're playing music to get that kind of group experience or have like a listening party at at someone's home. Yeah. Where now we're able to kind of instantly share these things. And when when you have streaming music, it's a lot easier for people to, to all be listening to the same thing. Yeah even if they're not necessarily in the same room. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it makes it that much easier mm-hmm. to, to share it. Click of a button. Mm-hmm. I, um, I did a very kind of old fashioned thing when life of Pablo came out and also, uh, Lake street dive has a uh, side pony there, their new album, which is a fantastic album. And that day I, I had nothing to do in the afternoon and I just, uh, I think we went to dim sum BL. And after that I came home and I put on, I put on my iPod, I put on my headphones and I laid down on the couch and I just listened to those two albums and I did nothing else <laughs> for that, for that afternoon. Which is unheard of in 2016. Yeah. But I just wanted yeah. to just give it both my undivided attention. You know, I knew life of Pablo had some controversy around it mm-hmm. and I wanted to hear it, uh, and, uh, kind of assess it for myself. And then I knew Lake street dive had a new, and I, I love Lake street dive and they just like, they got even better on this album. So, um, yeah, Lake Street Dive, Side Pony, Life of, Bo- Life of Pablo by Kanye West, and then The Sun Really Mess I've Made 
by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. It's already been an awesome year for music. Yeah, it really has. And it's been kind of already like a terrible year for music for like legends. Yeah, absolutely. uh, So rest in peace, David Bowie and Glenn Frey from, uh, from the Eagles and also Lemmy from Motorhead Mm -hmm. and, uh, the other George Martin, George Martin. Yeah. The fifth Beatle. Oh, such he he single handedly changed the role of producers in the music industry. Absolutely, yeah. Um, such a legend. Anyway, and uh, from what I hear, such a gentle man as well. But if you don't know, George Martin is the one who arranged all the classical pieces that you hear in Beatles music. Um, he he arranged all of that. He arranged yesterday. Um, he arranged Eleanor Rigby, like all those classical parts, and then he really did get like the best out of the 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 Beatles um, when he was working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, such a great great legend. He's legend absolute status. legend. So rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. It seems like as we get older. There's it's just more and more often that this kind of thing happens. And yeah. maybe it's just as, as you know, teenagers growing up, you hear about it every once in a while, but you don't really hear, but, I, but the combination of social media, everything kind of being public and news and mm. everyone wanting to hear about all this, it, it's, it's switched from, Oh, that guy, that guy died. Oh, that's so sad. But you hear about it two years later to now it's right. headline news all around the world. Yeah. Two hours later. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest difference in, mm-hmm. In in some ways, it's good because it gives everyone a chance again with with Twitter and Facebook to kind of commiserate and put their own thoughts on on the matter, how that affected their life. Right. And again, that's the kind of conversation that probably does still happen a lot, just around the water cooler at work or with your family or with friends. But it can happen as well, kind of in public on on the internet. And yeah, I mean, it's another venue. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, actually, when Bowie died. My, I, at my work, we have a few Bowie fans and we all met up in the afternoon and just for like five minutes, just talked about like our favorite Bowie moments. And I brought my like Bluetooth speaker and we had Bowie on the, on the speaker and just like sat and just talked a little bit about That's awesome. how much we love, you know, David Bowie and, and everything that he did for culture in general, music, art, fashion, yeah culture so uh and film also mm-hmm. like he was yeah. a real oh, yeah. he was a true artist um pioneer so, yeah he was mm-hmm. so, his role um, in zoolander will never be forgotten <laughs> zoolander. yeah the the uh, Speaking of, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah anyway uh, yeah so uh we'll have to we'll keep up with the other new music we'll try to be back next month with some more recommendations and absolutely look forward to talking to you guys soon i look forward to hearing the album yes can't wait Slowly but surely. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next month. See you. Adios.